Hello and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm KW Taylor. And I'm Carrie Gessner. And this week we're talking about the new film Marry Me, the new season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and the language learning app Duolingo. It's kind of a weird mix that we're talking about today, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a little all over the place, so it's so enjoy. But you recently watched the movie Marry Me, which I've been interested in checking out, but tell us all about it. Yeah, okay. So Marry Me is a rom-com starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. It is a Peacock exclusive, mm. so you can find it on Peacock. And it was based on a graphic novel. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. By Bobby Crosby. I haven't I haven't read the graphic novel, so I don't really know how close it sticks, but I wanted to get that in there because it, okay. it's kind of inter- interesting. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a very high concept <laughs> rom-com. <laughs> it's very rom-com-y in the sense that I watched it with my parents, and every once in a while, they would be like, "Ah, that would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's kind of the point, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But Jennifer Lopez is Kat Valdez, and she is a pop star, and she looks great in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And she has a partner, like a romantic partner, as well as a music partner who's named Bastian played by Maluma, and they are debuting a new song called Marry Me, and there's this weird thing that they're going to do where they're going to perform the song and then get married on stage, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of silly, but you just have to go with it, right? Sure. And right before she goes out, she finds out that Bastian has been having an affair with her assistant. Ooh. I know, right? And she gets up there in this wedding dress and gives this big speech about how you just got to roll with the punches and stuff like that. And in the audience is Charlie, played by Owen Wilson, who has been dragged to this concert by um, his friend at work, Parker, played by Sarah Silverman, and his daughter, his 12-year-old daughter, Lou, played by Chloe Coleman. And Parker like shoves a marry me sign into his hands, like right before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if she's like going to the bathroom or like looking for something in her purse or something. And so he's just like, there holding this marry me sign. And then she comes, a cat comes out and sees the sign mm-hmm. and is like you i'm gonna marry you and it's just like <laughs> ridiculous right yeah. but you just go with it because that's part of what a rom-com is and yeah it's just i think you really have to suspend your disbelief with rom-coms sometimes mm-hmm. and like i'm really good at doing that so none of this really bothered me <laughs> <laughs> and then so they they get married on stage, and Owen Wilson is just like, okay, sure. Oh. <laughs> so Kat has a manager played by that guy from, oh, John Bradley from Game of Thrones. His name's Colin. Okay. So he gets together with them after the show, and he's like, let's just 
ride this out. And if you go through with this stunt and like pretend that you're like getting to know each other and trying, trying out what a marriage is, like do it for three months and we'll give Charlie a hundred thousand dollars and like that'll be the end of it. Everything will blow over and no one will care that Bastion cheated on you and kind of left you at the altar. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what they do. And Charlie is a math teacher, and his his daughter Lou is a mathlete. Aw. I know. It's adorable because I was also a mathlete. Aw. <laughs> so I really recognize that stuff. And it's it's really about their two very different worlds colliding because Kat is, like, jetting around the world and, you know, going to premieres and wearing very expensive clothes. And Charlie is like teaching the math club after school and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, it's just there's not a lot to it. They get to know each other and they experience each other's worlds. And there's some, you know, there's some drama that doesn't really need to be drama, <laughs> just because that's what you need in a rom com. But it's very very cute, and I thought it was really great to see a rom-com based around people who are not like very very young in their 20s Mm -hmm. so i think that's cool um i think you would i don't know how much you love rom-coms you appreciate (laughs) them but if you do i think you would like those yeah i'm i'm a little on the fence like i like i like old uh you know tom hanks meg ryan type stuff Mm mm-hmm it's been a while since I've seen a really good one. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of started to shift to, you know, lower budget things. And some of them can be a little problematic, but that sounds yeah. cute. I did, when I remember I saw the trailer, I was like, this is so silly that I have to <laughs> see it. So I might, yeah, I might check it out. It does sound like a fun way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. And yeah, and they're appealing. And I think that's an interesting pairing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it sounds cute. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, if you're looking for something that's really fun and upbeat and not too deep, yeah, I think you should check it out. Cool. I will. Cool. Nice. But you have been watching the fourth season of Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. And I don't actually remember if we've covered this in a more general way, but to give kind of a, uh, just a quick, what is the premise of this show if you haven't seen it yet? This premiered in 2017, and it's uh, set in the late 1950s, and it's about uh, this woman, Midge Maisel, who has been like a Manhattan housewife, and she suddenly becomes a stand-up comedian. And there's a whole series of how that comes about. But she's actually really good at it. And she's kind of playing, you know, small circuits, and then she gets a little bit bigger. And in season four, she's kind of coming off of having been fired from a big tour that she was on at the end of season three. So she is in a little bit of a tailspin trying to figure out like where she wants to put her focus, both artistically and practically. Um, She's divorced. And even though her family is sort of a little bit comfortable, she kind of at this point does need to work to make money. So it's she kind of takes what she can get, but she also doesn't want to compromise on her 
artistic integrity. She's found that she does really well when she is let off of her leash a little bit and is a little bit more edgy. She's friends with the real-life comedian Lenny Bruce, who famously in real life would get frequently arrested for the edginess of his comedy. (laughs) And she finds that she sort of likes that style a little bit more than playing it safe for like a PG sort of audience. Okay. So it's... The characters are all in this sort of state of flux at the beginning of season four um, for a lot of reasons. So again, she's kind of looking for a job and and sort of taking what she can get. And um, her manager, Susie, has just learned that her roommate and boss has died abruptly of a stroke. And that's really thrown her for a loop. So that's really upsetting. And Midge's dad has recently left a job as a professor at Columbia University and become the theater critic of the Village Voice. So it's like a very 180 for him, too. So we're sort of seeing they're kind of the three main, main characters, and all of them are in this moment of complete uncertainty. Okay. Midge's ex-husband is also dating a woman, and it's getting more serious, so that's kind of interesting, too. And um, yeah, and the reason I really like this show is it's a very interesting mixture of kind of this period piece and nostalgia for a simpler time, but it's also like it pushes the envelope a little bit. And also it's from the same creators as Gilmore Girls. So it has that rapid fire, comedic, witty dialogue that is so sort of dense and has tons and tons of jokes that are both overt and also kind of more subtle and witty. And um, it's a really nice mix of comedy and drama. Luke Kirby, who plays Lenny Bruce, is really, really good. And the thing that makes his storyline so interesting is that he is a real person. And also he dies in real life not long after the events that the show is depicting. So there's this sort of air of impending tragedy and sorrow there and it's just really i don't know it's a really sweet interesting funny show and it's so beautiful like the the colors are just bright you feel like you're like you feel like the whole screen has just had the saturation turned up to 12 (laughs) it's just very very colorful and everybody is just at the absolute top of their game Midge herself is played by Rachel Brosnahan. Susie's played by Alex Borstein. And the two of them are just amazing. But also Midge's dad is played by Tony Shalhoub. And he's also just so good. (laughs) And like I said, Luke Kirby as Lenny Bruce. So yeah, I'm finding that this season is already really excellent. It came out like season three finished in December of 2019. So it's been a long time. And I had kind of forgotten some bits, but I feel like during the absolute worst of the pandemic, I was really missing this show a lot. I felt like it would be very comforting and I'm so happy to have it back. Um, I'm sure this would have been hard to film during the worst of the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. it's got a very big cast. It's very tight quarters, lots of scenes set in apartments and tiny nightclubs. So, (laughs) but yeah, it's just, it's already very fun. I finished the first three episodes and there's four out right now as we're recording this. They're releasing two episodes a week on Fridays and I think there's two more sets. So it'll be finished dropping March 11th. So right after this episode drops. So yeah, 
I'm glad it's back for you to enjoy during the pandemic. Thank you. <laughs> I did watch season one. Uh-huh. And I I liked it. I just, I didn't, I think I didn't like it enough to keep watching it. Or like I wanted to, but I just never got back to it or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think everyone is really talented in it. Mm-hmm. And I could definitely see that it's a your kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. cool. I hope you enjoy the rest of the season. Thank you. So... To switch gears entirely. Yeah, this is not an easy (laughs) segue at all. (laughs) No. (laughs) We're going to talk about Duolingo and language learning. Mm -hmm. So what made you want to talk about this? Well, I started doing this in the new year. Every day I kind of do some, I try to do some small things to kind of work on my brain, I guess. So (laughs) just like crosswords and we've talked about Wordle and stuff like that. So but at the start of the the new year, I decided to get back into Duolingo. And what this is, is this is an app. You can do it on the web or you can do it on your phone. I've, I've been doing it on my phone and it's free. I did get the premium version though, because you there's some extra features, but it's pretty reasonably priced if you do want the paid version. And basically it's got a ton of different languages in it. Mm-hmm. Nearly every non-endangered language that you could want is available and from different perspectives. So like if your native language is English, you would learn Spanish in a certain way. And if your native language is Spanish, you could learn Russian in a certain way or whatever, like that there's like different directions that it goes, if that makes sense. Okay. And it's very gamified. So the, the reason that it's hard to give up on is that they give you little animated rewards for keeping up with it for a certain number of days in a row or for getting a certain number of points per day. There's little leagues that you can compete in and little bonuses you can get. And so they try to make it really fun and give you little rewards so that you feel compelled to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think that it does a very good job of not necessarily getting you to fluency, but if you already know a little bit of the language and you're trying to refresh it, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. It's a really good way that isn't as tedious as other methods might be. So I do find myself recognizing stuff a little bit more. And I know that if I, I'm, I've always been better at reading French than speaking it. So when I read bits of a news article or a meme or something, I'm like, oh yeah, this, I can get almost all of it or, or all of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So so yeah, so whatever it is that you want to like refresh or start from scratch, it, it can assess you when you first sign up and determine what level to start at. I found that even though it assessed me pretty high, I went back to the very beginning too and decided just to kind of bounce around with what I was focusing on mm-hmm. in terms of the level and that can increase confidence more quickly. Yeah. So yeah, I just think it's really a fun way to do it. There's little characters and little challenges. And the way that it teaches you is through a mix of you speaking, you translating both directions, you listening and getting the context of a little short story and answering questions about it. So it teaches you not just the written part, but the speaking part, pronunciation, and being able to translate it back into your native language. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've been wanting to get back to Russian. Okay. 
which is the language I learned in the Peace Corps. And yeah, so I I had been doing Duolingo a long time ago and sort of let it drop. So I started it again last week and I'm not very far, but <laughs> language is not my forte. Like I am better, I'm way better with reading and writing something mm-hmm. than with listening and speaking. Mm-hmm. So I always have trouble with the listening is going fine so far. Cause it's, it's been like, this is a house. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm having a little bit of trouble with the speaking part. It takes mm. me, it usually takes me a couple of tries. Yeah. But I think it's really important to understand how you learn a language. Mm-hmm. You specifically, not like in general. Yeah. What works for you. And mm-hmm. sometimes this works and sometimes it doesn't. And I think the reason it's okay so far is because I already studied Russian. Mm-hmm. But if I like, I could not pick up a new language with a different alphabet on here because it yeah. just drops you in. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it, give, it gives you Cyrillic right away. <laughs> and if I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. I am the sort of person who really needs to be like, okay, this letter makes this sound and all of that stuff. And I remember when we were learning Russian in Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Our teacher's name was Nail, and he was very nice and very good. But he sometimes he would do these exercises, but they were oral. And I was always like, "Wait, how do you spell that?" And he's like, "No, you don't have to worry about that right now. <laughs> like that's that's not part of the exercise." And I was like, "But I can't see it in my head if I don't know how to spell it." And you know, like I couldn't connect the sounds with anything, so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to remember it. Yeah. So I think I'm very much, I don't know what kind of language learner you call that, but. Uh. Well, that's an interesting, it's an interesting question because do you, when you hear English spoken aloud, do you kind of see the words in your head sometimes? Yeah. And that sometimes is a problem when there are like homophones mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I like, I hear something else and. I mean, I hear the word, but I think of a different spelling, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And then I have to reroute a little bit. <laughs> a yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. And so I think that's that makes it harder for learning a language that does have a different alphabet and where the pronunciation is very different. So it's good that you already have a little base of Russian to be doing that on here. So yeah, that would be a question to ask yourself. I think that for a... For a language that uses the regular, like, I don't want to say regular, the, the Roman <laughs> the alphabet. Latin, yeah. The Latin <laughs> alphabet, yeah. Not regular, because every, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> so for, if you're going from the same alphabet to the same alphabet, where the pronunciation is not super dramatically different, you can kind of mm-hmm. get that. That if you're hitting the ground from day one on any of the Romance languages, I, if you're an English speaker, I think that would be fine. Like I would not have any compunction about learning Italian on here, even though I have zero Italian. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I, I do have Spanish on here, Mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten that far because I don't want to split my focus too much. Yeah. I was thinking about starting Welsh and that started to worry (laughs) me both because of the alphabet and the difference (laughs) in pronunciation and the splitting my focus but then I didn't want to do like Italian or Portuguese or Spanish because they're too similar to French and I didn't want to confuse myself so 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember in, I don't know if I told you this, but when I, I took Polish in college. Oh. And, which is why I chose Russian and the Peace Corps, because they're very grammatically similar. Mm -hmm. But this one girl in my Polish class was also taking, um, Slavic or something. Oh. And, like, something that was real close. And I was like, how are you doing this and not messing things up? Yeah. Yeah. If... There are people out there who know of other language apps that sound like they would be better for someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. I also mm-hmm. wanted to mention that, like, I really, I know this isn't possible for a lot of people and situations, but I really do well better with uh, immersion and mm. talking to people. Mm-hmm. patient people <laughs> yeah yeah because some people are not patient but uh, <laughs> yeah i think it might be worth like finding a russian buddy or something uh so we can talk to each other yeah and see i find that terrifying and i don't want to do it <laughs> i mean it is but <laughs> it is terrifying but it's it's way easier for me to learn i think okay yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Language is weird. Language is weird. I and learning it is weird. Yeah. So how many different languages have you at least been exposed to for learning purposes? Okay. I took Latin in middle school, mm-hmm. Spanish in high school, Polish in college, and Russian in wow. the Peace Corps. Wow. Well That's a lot. Yeah, but I I haven't retained much. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard how what about you i took like as a little little kid i took a little bit of german spanish and french and then when i got to junior high i took a year of spanish and i liked it okay but i switched to french which i just for whatever reason even though the pronunciation of french seems more complicated it weirdly made more sense to me so i got more into that so then i kind of focused from that point onward, pretty solely on French in high school. My college, my university, we didn't have a language requirement in my undergrad. Oh. Which, so I didn't do it. And then I got back to French, just taking it in college courses after grad school. And um, so I've kind of been solely focused on that. But I did try to do some self-study in Latin for a minute, and I did not do well. (laughs) So I feel like if I if I wanted to do go back to Latin, I think I would probably do it on an app because trying to do it from a book was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten really interested in trying to learn some kind of Celtic language, either Welsh or Irish or Scottish or um, the one I really want to learn is Breton because it's like... Uh-huh. Celtic, but also French influenced, but it's a dying language and it's not really on any apps. Mm -hmm. And I almost want to learn it because it's a dying language and it makes me sad that it is. So yeah, I don't know, but Welsh would be a good like second choice because it's a little more still known, you know? So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, I hope you can learn Breton. Yeah. I'm sure there's something out there. I think there are. It's just, it's just finding it and it's not on Duolingo. And I will say that looking at like the Duolingo help forums or user forums and people are like, there is a lot of demand for it. 
but there's not a lot of apparently Duolingo will actually recruit people to create the lessons and people have volunteered to do it. But it's like, I don't know that they're ready to always hire to, you know, get another language on there. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Good luck. Thank you. (laughs) How do you say good luck in Russian? Oh, man. I don't know luck, but good is dobra. How do you say like a good time or something? Oh, my God. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jeez. Good time. No. I I can remember the word for now, which is sichas, but not the word for time. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's close enough. (laughs) Good now. (laughs) Dobra sichas. There we go. Yeah, in French, I, that's just bon chance is good luck. Oh, so yeah, bon chance. That makes sense. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up and I'll get back to you next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If any listeners know Breton or know where I can learn some Breton online, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Please let her know. <laughs> <laughs> next week, we're talking about the TV shows Severance, The Legend of Vox Machina, and Big Sky. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at KWTaylorWriter. And me at Carrie Gessner. And you can find the show on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. If you'd rather email us, you can do that at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. You can also find the show's website at PositivelyPopCulture.com. And from there, you can find the link to the merch store. And please, if you're enjoying the show, rate us and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, stay healthy and safe, and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. Mm-hmm.